Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. Today, I'm going to be chatting with filmmaker Diane Musselman, and we're going to be talking all about one of her recent videos. Today's episode is brought to you by Minnesota Functional Neurology, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion rehabilitation, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in Minnesota. They've greatly helped me and many others in the Twin Cities. You can find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Hello, everyone. I am Amy Zalmer, and you are listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not be familiar with who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in 2014. I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, and I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Brain Injury Advisory Council. And I recently released my first book, Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal. You can learn more about me and upcoming podcasts at facesoftbi.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. Now, today's guest is Diane Musselman. Born and raised in southern Illinois, Diane participated in music and drama throughout her childhood years. She moved to California in 1981 and received her bachelor's and master's degree at California State University in speech pathology. During those years, she continued to act on stage and in commercials, and during her studies, she met three other actors in search of projects who decided to create a production company called Chocolate Old Fashioned Production. From there, she moved on to create Dancing Forward Productions, where she discovered a whole new love of writing and producing. This resulted in a script for Just Another Dance with My Father, starring Jerrica Hinton of Grey's Anatomy. The film is the proud recipient of the Gold Remy awarded at World's Best in Houston. So welcome to the show, Diane. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Amy. I'm very excited to join you. So, you know, you're, you're a little bit, we have a, a little bit of a unique, I, I don't think I've ever had a filmmaker on my podcast before. So you are a first. And um, I have to say, <laughs> the video is so touching. I, I shared it in my Facebook group with, with a warning, you know, that this could trigger for some people who, you know, have been through the experience. And it just got amazing positive feedback. And I'm real excited to have you here today to kind of just share your story and um, how you came to creating this video. So maybe what we should start with is you have your degree in speech pathology. So tell I us do. how I, you came to, to study that. Well, it's kind of been a, kind of a bit of a, a circle because I started off when I was uh, in junior college um, studying uh, acting and uh, studying theater arts. And 
you know, my goal was to get a, a bachelor's degree. And so somewhere around uh, the end of the associate degree period, I was supposed to take a, a voice and diction class. But I, because I worked during a day, I couldn't take the uh, theater arts uh, version of that. And so they said that they would allow me to take the uh, um, speech uh, version of that, which was in the evening. And it just happened that it was a speech pathologist that uh, taught it. And she said, towards the end of the class, she says, you know, you've got kind of a knack for this. Have you ever thought about being a speech pathologist? And the irony is, I had uh, many years prior uh, when I had to go see a speech pathologist for a voice problem. So then I decided, well, yeah, this sounds like a good field to go into. And so I started researching it. And uh, next thing I know, I have a master's degree in it. And I'm so grateful for it (laughs) for 23 years. Yeah, for 23 years, I've been a speech pathologist, but still keeping my dipping my toe and keeping uh, attached to the theater and to the um to making films and acting uh throughout that whole time but that did take a secondary seat although it's starting to become a primary again so in your journey as a speech pathologist i have to believe you have worked with numerous brain injury patients i have both brain injury and stroke and as well as voice patients. I've worked um, primarily over the years, I've worked in a rehab uh, in the hospital. And uh, sometimes I've worked with skilled nursing facilities as well and outpatient, but primarily it was, it was in the rehab. Mm-hmm. And, and so what kind of took you on your journey? I mean, it's really interesting how the two have kind of combined as one yeah. for your yeah. um, your video, just another dance with my father. So how how did this video kind of come to be? How did that start to take place? Well, that's probably one of my favorite stories because, um, as you pointed out when you were introducing me, I had been working with a group of four people and we had created some shorts um, around the 2010 to 2012. It, area. Then two of my partners decided to move on uh, in a different direction. And one of my partners and I were sitting there thinking, well, we'd love to make at least another film. And so we were sitting in uh, a restaurant one day and we were tossing around ideas. And I said something along the lines of, if, if I had my dream, because we were talking about things we'd like to make. And I said, if I had my dream, I would love to see Hollywood make a film where uh, where they really showed uh, what someone who has a stroke really goes through, not what happens in the 60 minutes where magically uh, they are <laughs> they are healed. And it has always bothered me, and it also has bothered me how physical therapists, occupational therapists, and speech pathologists are shown, and doctors are shown in how they treat people who do that. So my friend Kay Yamamoto says, you know, why don't you write that? And I said, but I'm not a writer. (laughs) And she says, well, at least, you know, put together some thoughts about it. And so through a lot of trial and error and and falling, um, falling on my face a few times, 
and learning the correct way of writing in Hollywood, the, the industry standard, I ended up creating a script and rewriting it and working with people and trying to hone it. And, and the other thing that I did when I was writing a script is I went and spent time with actual stroke patients because, yes, I've worked with them for years. But, you know, it's a whole different thing when you're wanting to put a story that's kind of a compilation of experiences up on the screen. And then I also, once I had a draft, I actually pulled in my physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy friends, and, and a doctor and some nurses, and I said, does this speak to you? They were not shy. You know, if there was something that they felt was not representing them, they, they came right out and shared it, and I think it made it even better and made it even more accurate because as much as I may think that I understand what my colleagues do, it was so important to really get that feedback. And so we kept... Go ahead. <laughs> okay. And, and, and so after all the feedback, then um, in the meantime, uh, some friends at an acting uh, class that I had been going to, I had reached out and she mentioned, hey, I know someone who is a director who's on his way up, uh, who is looking for material. And it went from being, hey, wouldn't it be great if a group of friends who are filmmakers could do this to getting even higher level quality people. It's, it's been an incredible learning experience and I'm grateful for it every day. So by the time we were done, the director was able to bring in Jerrica Hinton who was incredibly wonderful to work with. She spent time with the doctor and with some, uh, some stroke sur survivors and the next thing I know is the doctor has her touching muscles so she can feel what those muscles felt like, you know, and, uh, and she just took it so seriously. Um, and so I'm so grateful for, um, for her really paying attention to the detail because I think that's part of what made it really good. Yeah, you know, I definitely, you could feel um, all the feels <laughs> watching the video. She did a great job. Um, you know, what is the character about 30-something, 20-something? Um, and, yeah. you, know, to, to, she, you know, the premise is she had a stroke while she was at work. And, you know, I don't think there's enough emphasis on how young people can have a stroke. Um, I have met so many people in my journey as an advocate who've had strokes as a child um, or, or an AVM, an aneurysm. Um, right. But, you know, we think of stroke and we think of, you know, the 55-plus crowd. And so it was great to see light shed on the younger stroke patient as well. Um, there was one scene in the video that really kind of, struck me that you really kind of nailed it was when the, I think it was a coworker came to visit mm -hmm. and you yeah. could just tell she just didn't know how to re to react <laughs> with the patient. You know, she was like, Oh, do I need to talk slower? You know, it was just, she was so oblivious to what um, a stroke really is all about. And I was glad to see that in there because I think that's what so many brain injury patients go through with friends and family who just, just don't get it and, you know, n not knowing how to interact with us. 
So I was so happy to see you put that in there. And thank you for bringing up about the fact that it was about a young stroke survivor. That was definitely on purpose because that has always bothered me as well. You know, uh, I was looking around and there there are quite a few people and and it's not necessarily anything specific. I've had stroke survivors who have been as healthy as you can get. They've eaten the right things. They are Uh exercising. And then I've also had stroke survivors who have uh, also not taken care of themselves. But what my whole point is, you never know. And it's so important Mm -hmm. to bring that awareness because more than a few people who saw it went, you mean this could happen to me? And I said, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's the same a brain injury as well. I mean, you're one car accident away from, or one fall away, or there's just so many things that I think people needed to stop and think about. And what I usually would say when I would introduce is, what if this was your family member? You know, just to at least bring the awareness and get people talking about it. That was really my goal. I mean, yes, I'd love to make a full-length feature of this because I, I think there's much more to the story to be told, but even 17 minutes has made an impact and gotten people to actually talk. And so I'm grateful for that. Oh, and, you know, and you kind of, oh, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, and I'm sorry. It's just like all of a sudden you were talking about the friend. Yes, I've seen that happen way too many times. I've seen loved ones, uh, the boyfriends, the Uh the, um, the fiancés walk away and, and, uh, and yes. the family not quite knowing what to do. So, yes, that was so important to get those in there. So, yes, sorry I interrupted. Um, you you brought it up earlier about Hollywood and their portrayal sometimes, and mm. yeah. it really frustrates me so much. Um, there's, a, there's a TV show on Netflix called Longmire, and she is a police officer in Montana or Wyoming. I forget which one. And she basically gets hit over the head with a baseball bat. And she's vomiting, mm. and she's very disoriented. And she's back to work like two days later, and, you know, yeah. she's totally fine. And I'm like, no way. There's no way. This, this doesn't happen in real life. And I think we see that often in Hollywood and TV shows, like, there's not a really true portrayal of, you know, brain injury or concussion or stroke. Um, so it was, it, I'm glad to see you making it real in your video. Well, it, it's really interesting because it's used as a way to um, create drama in a story. And I, <laughs> I, and I remember more than a few things that I've seen people say, oh, it was so good. And I go, but it wasn't real. Well, that doesn't matter. And, you know, it's just a story. And I go, well, it's not just a story to people who are experiencing it, you know, because then people, over the years, people have come in and said, you know, so when do I get better? You know, and in some cases, they will never get better. In some cases, depending on their health and and the severity of it, you know, uh, they they do get almost back to normal. But it, you don't know, and so I feel that there are incredible missed opportunities to yes. um, to really uh, teach. Because to me, there's more drama in the actual telling of it accurately uh, than there is 
and making everything better because, okay, this this main character in a show that has a stroke, has a brain injury. Well, to me, bringing how that affects their family and how it affects their life, to me, that's, that's something that is far more um, important to talk about, you know, and, and could really add to, uh, add to the story. But Hollywood hasn't quite learned that quite yet. <laughs> so that was my yeah, original yeah. Yes. <laughs> So Yeah. I, you know, I, I think, I, you know, I, like, I get both sides of it. Like, Hollywood is just meant to be entertainment. It's not always meant to necessarily be completely accurate. And, yeah, you know, I get it. But at the same time, I really do wish we could maybe see a better glimpse into it. You know, like like in that case on Longmire, there's no way she would have been back to work in two, two days. No way, you know. Um, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's really um, the reason that I did I did do this in the first place is I just did feel like nobody talks about this and nobody shows what actual therapists actually do. You know, and so we could only hint at uh-huh. what they did, but I at least wanted to show that one thing of the occupational therapist. You know, I, I had more than a few come up and say, thank you <laughs> for showing us actually yeah. doing something we would actually do. And so it was things like that that I just felt were so important. And, you know, I don't – have you read the book, um, My Stroke of Insight? I have not, but I have that that's on my list of one because people have told me about it. So I want to make sure that I do it. Yeah. I think I've heard about it. Yeah, it was one of the first books I read in my recovery. And, you know, I mean, she'd had a stroke and I'd had a, a you know, a severe concussion. But, but what I took away from it, she was in her hospital bed, unable to really communicate. And she could tell the second a staff member walked in the door how they were going to treat her based on their energy. And, like, you know, because mm. there's often this, this misnomer, like, well, if they can't communicate, they don't know what's going on anyway, right? And that's, we've learned that that's not true. And so she was completely right. aware on the inside. And, you know, some doctors or nurses would just, you know, they'd come up and talk real loud in her ear, and, and others would gently come in and touch her and stroke her hair. And, you know, it it really, for a medical professional to read that, you know, like, wow, okay, we need to take a lesson from that. And and I think you did a great job of portraying that with, with the staff um, in your video. And also the family. I had some people criticize your video because the family was too supportive. <laughs> because a lot of people don't get that kind of support. Um, but but the family really was great in your in your video. And um, I sometimes think with stroke, it's more visual, so people get it a little yeah. bit more than perhaps yeah. you know a concussion. Um, but I would I'm agree. glad to see yeah. you portray it in a positive light. Well, I figured there were so many other negative things that were going to be happening uh, that there needed to be some support somewhere. And you are absolutely correct as are the people who noted that, that there are some families that they completely implode and they don't know what to do and they're scared and, and, and or there's a whole group of uh, family members in the, who are picking on one person to take care of mom, dad, sister, brother, you know, it's, 
so I, I totally get it. But, I, yeah, I think part of that was a choice that I felt like there had to be something hopeful in this film as well, you know, that she wasn't completely fixed at the end. That was also important to me. That, But there was a hope mm-hmm. that she was starting to move forward. So, Yes, I, you know, I thought that that was very inspiring. And, and I, you know, I think going back to the whole Hollywood portrayal thing, like it was refreshing that she wasn't completely healed at the end. Um, but yet there was that hope that there's, that, that she could still have some more normalcy to her life. Um, and, and I think that's important for anyone going through their recovery is to just always have hope because I think when you lose hope, um, that's when you stop getting better. Well, certainly as a speech pathologist, there were two things to kind of go back to some of the things that you said. I always felt that when I walked in to see um, a, a client for the first time, I would say, I know you're in there. You know, it's like, I see you. And if nothing else is like, you know, you're having trouble saying what you need to say. We're going to work on this together. We're a team. You know, I always tried to bring in the families as well because I think it's important that we're all working towards the same thing. And education, Mm -hmm. giving information, making sure that they had tools because when you're sitting there scared and not knowing how to converse, they need to have tools. Now, most family members really worked well, uh, but there's always some who are still scared and and right. think, well, if I just do it the same way, it'll be fine. Or, you know, if I just bring in a bunch of friends at one time, you know, when somebody's just had a brain injury or had a, a stroke, it's like, wait a second, you gotta you got to give them some space. you got to keep it quiet. You don't want to overwhelm and that sort of thing. So... So, yeah, I just, um, families go through a lot, and and it's yes. scary. And, you know, and especially when it is a younger patient um, and not knowing, yeah. will they ever be able to work again? Will they ever have a family? You know, um, it is. It's very, it is very scary. And I think sometimes that's why people walk away um, yeah, you, you know, talking about like fiancés walk away and and even yeah. spouses walk away. I I see it all the time, and well, you know, I, I look at me. I'm three years out, and I'm just now really starting to come back to normal. I'm still not 100, percent but I'm definitely better than I was a year ago. And you know, some people are giving up on their spouse, you know, after six months or a year, and it's like. Yeah. You know, you're in this for the long haul, and it makes me really sad. Well, it's a good point that you bring up, uh, and that's, part of again, part of the reason I wanted to bring it, because the older clients, I find that their family and their spouses generally hang in there with them, you know, versus a young, you know, all of a sudden you've had a, you're vibrant, and then all of a sudden you get have a brain injury or a stroke, and it's like nobody knows quite what to do with that. And I don't know if it's because of the age yeah. uh, or, or or what, but certainly I've seen a lot over the years. I've seen a lot of fiancés, uh, a lot of marriages implode. I've also seen the opposite, though, because right? I also want, I think that also has to be said that there yeah. are some amazing husbands and wives and and fiancés that really hang in there and and 
I, I so I don't want to take away from that group because, you know, I don't want to give a nice blanket statement that this is what you're going to experience. But it happens more often than not. Yeah, you know, and I'm glad that you brought the positive to that because you're absolutely right. There are some marriages that get stronger. Um, there are some people that just turn into amazing caregivers. And, you know, kudos to those people. It's, you know, they're being a caregiver is an incredible job, plus being the breadwinner on top of it. You know, it's it's an incredible job to take on and, I have just seen some really beautiful stories. So thank you for bringing that back to the positive on that because there are some really amazing success stories out there. Yep. So, Diane, Absolutely. we are getting down to the final five minutes. Um, is there anything we didn't touch on that you want to make sure that we talk about? I don't know if I think we've touched on the major things. I, I'm really grateful that uh, that you are sharing the video and um, and you know one of my goals down the road is I want to come back to this and I would love to make a longer feature length version of it because I think there's mm-hmm. there's a, a fuller story in there how she interacts with other patients for example with with the uh, but my main goal was to get the main thrust of the story through and 17 minutes, we could have easily, even with the short been at 20, 23, 25 minutes, but we, we needed it to be pretty um, to go through it. But I am also grateful for the people who have seen it, who have given feedback, who have shared their thoughts and, um, and uh, for your listeners, I am more than grateful if they want to share it with other people uh, as well, because ultimately the, it's on Vimeo. It's available for people to watch. Um, and I think you've, you've uh, please feel free to share that link uh, with them. Uh-huh. And, yep, the link uh, is in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful uh, for your interest and in, in taking your time to talk with me. Oh, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. I, you know, and the, the fact that you yourself haven't been through such an injury, um, you were still very, you were able to very much communicate it through the video. And um, I, I just really want you to know that, that it, you know, I, I watched it and I was like, oh man, this person really gets it. Um so I want I want you to know that and you, and your team as well. It was very well done. And for like you said, only 17 minutes. You know, you got a great point across in just 17 minutes. So I, I appreciate all that you are doing. And um, my dream interview is Sharon Stone. So maybe somehow you and I can make all that happen and get her in the next video. <laughs> okay. Talking well, about I mean, her stroke. Considering everything that she's gone. Through. Uh, absolutely. The, I, I will also say to the actors, I, I also want to m- give a major shout out for them as well as the crew, and, and but uh, in particular the actors because they took time, uh, the ones who played the therapist and, and the doctor, they took time out of their day to go yeah. and actually work and follow occupational, physical, and speech therapists and the doctors. 
And I am so grateful that they did because I think that's why uh, they were able to bring some authenticity to the film. So, you know, there were a lot of people who, who did a lot of hard work and, and I'm grateful to have been involved with all of them because, um, yay, we, we got something that we're able to, um, to make a statement. And so hopefully we can make future statements as well, because there's many a story out there that needs to be told. Absolutely. Well, Diane, thank you so very much for your time. This has been just lovely chatting with you. Um, And thank you again for doing what you do. Um, And I just appreciate all your efforts. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And And thank thank you, you everyone, for listening. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you truly enjoyed today's show. And, again, the link to watch the video is in the show notes. So please be sure to check that out. And thank you again to our sponsor, Minnesota Functional Neurology, the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health rehabilitation in the Midwest, mnfunctionalneurology.com. And again, be sure to check out facesoftbi.com to see upcoming podcasts and listen to any previous ones. Thank you all for listening, and thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone.